Hey folks, it's Jeff Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to my podcast called Successfully Funded. Here we go. Let's turn it up. Yeah! Woo! All right, everybody. We're kicking off another week of Successfully Funded, the crowdfunding podcast that fits all of your needs. We tell stories, we break down tips and techniques. You know, we talk to project creators while their campaign is active so that you're getting the most up-to-date information uh, on what they've done to be successful. And outside of that, we get to talk about stories, entrepreneur stories, startup stories, all that sort of stuff. So I'm glad you guys are here. We're going to kick off another week. I don't even know. We're in like the mid-80s now on episodes. So we are cranking these things out. So you're probably wondering what's coming up on today's episode. Well, you know what we're going to be talking about today? We're going to be talking about pizza ovens. What? Pizza ovens. Mmm, does that smell good? Maybe some uh, some uh, melting mozzarella, some basil, some pesto maybe. Are you guys getting hungry? Hopefully you guys are listening to this around lunchtime and you're going to go get a pizza. So, uh, so we're going to be talking to Pieter Stadler. Uh, and he is currently running a Kickstarter campaign because he's made an outdoor oven that you can buy and get it shipped to you and you can snap it all together because it's just unbelievable design. You throw some wood in there and you can cook outside some beautiful wood-fired wood pizzas in your own backyard. So uh, very cool conversation. I mean, I, I love when I get into these stories of just somebody who's combining a couple passions. So uh, Peter's going to get into how he's into design. And then also he's going to talk about his love of food and how he's kind of brought those two um, passions together to create an awesome Kickstarter campaign. So he's got 23 days to go. He's up over 60 grand. Uh, you know, I, you know, he's got, he's going to raise even more money because this is just a solid idea. And I think it's fascinating how you hear uh, how he's broke down um, design and shipping and, and getting a product because he's over in the Netherlands too. So we're going to talk about uh, what it's like living there and being an entrepreneur. So, so I hope I have prepped that enough to keep you around because it's a really great interview coming up. So what's going on here? Well, we had another question roll in through our podcast AMA. I'm, I'm, I'm giddy. Every time these roll in, I'm just like, uh, this is awesome, right? So before we get into the question that was asked, if you're interested in calling in, or I'm sorry, or texting me, I should say, texting me, if you text me at 248-264-3464, 248-264-3464, and if you text me a question about crowdfunding, I will answer it on the podcast. So Kathy from Detroit texted me the other day and she asked, actually texted me on Saturday. Um, she asked me, should I use Indiegogo or Kickstarter for my campaign? Now that to me is a awesome question. So we here at Woodshed Agency almost nine out of 10 times prefer going with Kickstarter. Um, and the reasons are, it just seems like there's a better community on Kickstarter than Indiegogo. Um, in all of the projects we've run, we always see 20% coming from Kickstarter traffic, 30% coming from Kickstarter traffic. You know, we can see, um, you know, hey, if we're in the projects we love, we see a bump there. If we can get the hero section, 
hero section of their website, we see a bump. So we typically see that the, the community around Kickstarter really supports their projects. And and now I've seen I've seen that sort of stuff happen on Indiegogo. It's just not as frequent. The other thing that that rubs me wrong sometimes on Indiegogo is is just some of the campaigns just aren't hip or cool. Almost all the time on Kickstarter, I'm 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 into some campaign. I'm into the campaign. You know, we talk to tons of them. There's always a project that just stands out to me, and I just I don't know. I just don't get that vibe on an Indiegogo. And and mind you, this is obviously my opinion, and they're like belly buttons. We all have them, but you know, I I've I've heard this from other people. Um, now, granted, when you see uh, when you do see, or, or, let me let me back up. How we put Indiegogo in, into our strategies. We love to use like the Indiegogo in demand for when our Kickstarter campaigns are really successful. We like to move them over there, um, and that's just to kind of keep the, the the momentum going. Move our Facebook ads over, and just you know try to capture those people who missed the Kickstarter and kind of got on got on the uh, on the team a little late. So that's that's typically what we do. So I recommend definitely looking into a few things. I mean, you know, there's a couple things that Indiegogo has that Kickstarter doesn't have. One of the things being um, uh, the ability to uh, put in a pixel code inside of Indiegogo instead of Kickstarter, which is important for if you're re- running retargeting ads. Um, don't really have that option inside of Kickstarter. Uh, you know, also with Indiegogo, people's um, credit cards get charged right away where in Kickstarter there doesn't. And, and I think that can go two ways. So sometimes when we, when I, when I'm, uh, you know, coaching somebody, they'll ask me, I just, people don't know what Indiegogo or what Kickstarter is. They don't want to put their credit card in. They don't have the money right now. So I think it's part of a strategy that you should be mentioning. Hey, um, you know, your card's not going to be charged for another 23 days or whatever the number is. Um, but on Indiegogo, that that card does get charged right away. So that's something to think about too when you're thinking about languaging and messaging. So, so yeah. So you know, all in all, when when we, when we work with a client, we're almost always, like I said, pushing to Kickstarter. Um, we just see the the biggest success, the most um, organic traffic that comes in when we when we can get it, when we when we um, get that momentum going. And there's just something about the Kickstarter brand that I think just you know, supersedes Indiegogo. And I'm, I'm sorry, it's just what, how we feel. But but yeah, so Kathy, hopefully that answers your question. I definitely recommend um, kind of Googling it. Something you can Google is Kickstarter versus Indiegogo stats. There's a great blog by um, The Art of Kickstarting. Uh, the friends of mine uh, out of Charlotte, they do a great job. Uh, so you might want to check that out um, uh, for something to read as well. So yeah, so Kathy, thanks so much for, for sending in that question. I really appreciate it. And again, if you're thinking about something that's kind of bothering you, text me, 248-264-3464, and uh, we'll answer it on, uh, on the upcoming podcast episodes. So, so yeah, so what else is going on? Well, man, the other day, I got my ass kicked by my lawn. I mean, literally, ass kicked. I had to do a double mow, you know, which I got a fairly large yard when you really look at it. You know, it's got I got like five things I got to mow when it all when it's all said and done. And I know I'm completely whining, but I don't have like professional tools to knock this out. I've got a crappy lawnmower that barely sucks up the grass and it just spreads it everywhere. So basically, man, I came home Saturday night already from finishing up some work at the church and um, had to. You know, I was like, I got to get this lawn mowed because it's like getting uh, you know it's getting about ankle high and. Um, so I'm knocking it out, and 
and I'm just doing it, and I cannot get the grass to like suck up into the bag so that I can dump it a- appropriately. So I had to just, man. So I had to like mow it all, let the grass spread all over the place. And at that time, I know I felt like my neighbor, who I've talked about before. I mean, he's like, you know, he's retired, and he's just his grass is always immaculate. Where mine looks like uh, the ghetto, you know, I just can't keep up on it. I'm sorry, I can't mow my lawn every three days. I just can't do it. I, I, I would, you know, there will be a point in my life where I can, and I'll be that guy. But I'm not there yet. So I'm sure when I was mowing that lawn and I was just leaving like piles of grass clippings all over the yard, the sidewalks. I'm sure he's just looking out the window going, man, Wenzel, you are messing up. It does not look good. So I had to go and redo the whole thing and pick it up and then dump grass and then it rained a little bit. Whew. I'm still sore from it, man. I'm still sore. So another thing is I went and I looked at... Uh, uh, at the YMCA and I'm considering getting a membership because I would like to start swimming at 5.30 in the morning. That is my goal. My goal is to get that going by next week. And my goal is, and I'll see if I can do this, is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, swimming in the morning and then trying to do yoga like three days a week at lunch. Like they're a little short in yoga, Bikram Bikram yoga. That's the big goal here. I'm going to try to get this going because... I just have to, right? Right? So that's what's going on here. Um, yeah, grass kicked my butt. Maybe doing some swimming in early, early, early morning. And uh, yeah, that's what's going on in life right now, right? So other things you can do outside of the, you know, asking me anything you want about crowdfunding. You can actually ask me anything. I'll talk about anything. I don't mind. So text me anything you want, I guess. Uh, you know what? Let me break that up. Text me crowdfunding. Let's keep it to crowdfunding. Let's keep it civil here, people. Yes, I have beautiful abs. If you want to see me nude, I can send nudes. I'm, I, I'd rather not. But if you text me that, hey, maybe I will. I don't know. So uh, make sure you guys are telling your friends about the podcast, um, subscribing on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your, your, your freaking podcast from. There's so many, so many different places out there. We're on all of them. So go, go, go uh, make sure you're telling a friend, subscribe, download, um, review, tell people you like what you're listening to. Um, also, go support the campaigns that we talk to. Go support Peter. If you want to search Sadler, S-T-A-D-L-E-R. S-T-A-D-L-E-R, outdoor ovens. Go, go, go pick up an oven. I want to get one of these things from my backyard, man. I think this would be great on a Friday night to be able to make these things. So, um, yeah, support the campaign. Support Project Creators. Support small businesses. And, um, you know, subscribe to the podcast. Send me a text. And, uh, yeah, that's it. All right, guys. I'm going to kick my conversation to Peter. And, uh, yeah, enjoy our talk about ovens. It's morning. No, I can't hold on. Is it also live or not? Nope, it's not live. Uh, we'll put this out uh, Monday next week. So Okay, cool. Cool. Well, let's go ahead uh, and start with a, a simple sound check here. So I usually like to start with, um, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Uh, some yogurt with uh, nuts and banana. <laughs> nice. Any kind of particular yogurt at all? It was Greek yogurt. Okay. Uh, and how do you think uh, breakfast plays a big part uh, in your day, or is it just, you know, it comes and goes? Oh, no, for me it's uh, very important, yes. Okay. Why? I cannot, Why is it? Because I, I eat a lot, and I, I love my food, so I need... 
I need to eat something in the morning. I also get grumpy. Okay. Yeah, we don't want you grumpy. So hopefully we're not. We're not. It sounds like we're not going to get you grumpy then, right now. Oh, no, I had a big yogurt, so that's okay. <laughs> Perfect. All right. All right. I think everything sounds good. So you're good on my. Uh, you're good on your end. You can hear me all right. Yes. All right. Perfect. Uh, all right. Well, let's go into it. All right, Peter. So you're running a very successful Kickstarter campaign. Why don't you start with telling my listeners a little bit about what you're uh, raising money for? Yes. So um, I like uh, for the last few years I've been working with food and fire, and I made uh, pizza ovens. So about half a year ago, I designed uh, the outdoor oven, and um, yeah, I want to get it into production and let everybody in the world be able to enjoy my pizza oven. So that's why I'm raising uh, money for them. So when you say a pizza oven, I guess in my mind, I envision the big, huge pizza ovens at restaurants. Is that what you're doing right now? Uh, no, so I'm making um, a small and affordable pizza oven. And it really started when I um, wanted to make pizzas in my own backyard, but I didn't have the money um, or the space for one of those big pizza ovens. So that's, uh, that's when I decided to make a smaller one. And then, uh, yeah, that's how I ended up with this oven. So, so what's the starting point when you have this idea? I mean, it's awesome. I, I want a pizza oven in my backyard. <laughs> we like to eat outside and, and stuff when it's warm. So what's the, how do you start this process? Uh, yes. So I went to a design school before. And uh, so there you, you learn how to, to design things, make different things. And uh, for me, uh, quite fast in the process, um, I started making things around food because I like to eat. And um, so that's why, yeah, that's how I started making these little ovens from metal, clay. I started doing a lot of exper- experiments. And eventually I ended up with this uh, little oven that still has all the benefits of a big oven. And the mm-hmm. benefit is mostly the the wood um, the wood fire. So that gives the, all the beautiful aromas and the smoky flavor to the pizza. So so I try to you know make the really big one big oven. I really try to minimize it as much as possible. So you have just a little oven, but still has makes these beautiful pizzas in your own back uh, backyard garden. That's awesome. So how are you shipping this thing? Like, uh, how, how, like if I order it, how, what's coming to me? Yeah, so I, um, uh, I made it, the whole oven um, uh, like, a, like a, how do you say it, like a building, uh, sorry, let me think, like it's, it's, it's like, um, how do you so you say can it? put it together. Yeah, yeah you can, sorry, yeah, yeah, you can put it together. So it's, it's, you get it in a flat, flat pack, a card, cardboard flat pack, and they have all these uh, metal sheets. They're, they have all slits, so you can all slide them together, and you can build your own oven. You don't need any tools. You don't need to screw anything. You don't need to uh, weld anything. It just all, all slides together, and, and you can build your own oven in about 15 minutes, and then it's there to last. You know, it's uh, it's very solid and very strong. Wow, that's that's awesome. So, how, like, how much does this thing weigh? It seems like shipping could be an issue. Yeah, it's 43 kilos. Okay. And um, yeah, it is a bit, shipping can be a bit expensive. But um, like, for instance, shipping to the US from, from the Netherlands, where I'm based, is 125 euros. Um, and that's a lot of money. But if you think about it, my oven is still like uh, one of the ch- uh, cheapest wood fired pizza ovens on the market. 
if you if you look at traditional pizza ovens, they start at a thousand euros and they can go up to eight thousand euros. Wow. So for a lot of people, they still think, okay, this oven on on Kickstarter now it's two two hundred and sixty five euros. You add the one hundred twenty five euros of shipping, and you still have a very affordable uh, oven for that money. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's that's. I was really intrigued on your price point because I I, mean, I, I come from the restaurant business, right? I, I spent. <laughs> half my life in, in them. So I just kept, when I first saw this, I was like, man, this would be expensive, you know, just for, cause that's all I've ever seen. When I saw your price, I was like, it's totally reasonable uh, to have this in your backyard. This would be awesome. Yeah. So, so, you know, so you mentioned that you're in the Netherlands. So what's the entrepreneur spirit like there? Um, have you had a lot of support? Is there a, a lot of resources free to use? What do you mean with resources? You know, just entrepreneur stuff, just mentors. Okay. Is, is there a lot of, you know, is it is it conducive to be an entrepreneur in the Netherlands right now? Uh, I think there's a lot of people that are entrepreneurs in the Netherlands. Uh, and did I have a lot of help? Uh, I I never, I think I tried to do everything by myself and, and uh, look on the internet and uh um, I hired a, 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 a somebody to help me two days in the week, and along the way, so you will meet some people that can advise you from time to time, you know. But um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so uh, so, where did you grow up? I was born in Amsterdam, and then I grew up in a village next to it. And then at a certain point, when I was like. Uh, 22 i moved to eindhoven and uh, that's I, I i went there because of the design academy that's the design school i was talking about earlier mm-hmm. and now i'm about to move to rotterdam oh nice yeah nice so so what'd your parents do uh growing up oh <laughs> uh my dad was a uh building site uh, I, I don't know i don't even know how to say it in english but like, was, a con- like construction type stuff? Or? Yeah, yeah, but he was not doing the construction, but he was making sure that everything was let into the right uh, ways, you know? He was talking oh, to gotcha. the okay. architects and, you know, I think it's like a, Is that like the foreman, I think is what Yeah, yeah, called? maybe yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my mom, she was, uh, I also don't know the name in English, but she was uh, helping people that uh, wanted to switch careers, but they didn't know exactly what they wanted to do after their... F- first career you know and my mom gotcha. was helping them uh, uh looking what their were what their passions were and, and and what they could do in the future i think that would that be like a career counselor something like yeah, that yeah 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 something like that yeah interesting so, uh, so where do you think this entrepreneur spirit you know kind of got into you oh um that's a good question <laughs> i think i think it's uh, um Maybe I'm not a born entrepreneur, but I was a born dreamer. So I was always like uh, thinking of these crazy ideas, you know. And uh, um, before it was pizza ovens, and I was always dreaming on making stuff, you know, like making things and uh, thinking about how I'm gonna make it. That's for me. That's something that has been always there. And uh, like for the biggest part of my life, I'm now almost thirty. So the biggest part until like twenty or twenty-three, I was always dreaming, but I was never really realizing my dreams and uh, at a certain point i just uh, decided okay from now on i'm gonna you know i'm gonna realize everything that i'm uh, i'm dreaming of and then i got uh, in 
from from relaxing a lot and chilling a lot and doing nothing to really ambitious and re- working really hard and that has stayed uh, for the last few years now for the last yeah. like seven years or something it's <laughs> cool so is this your first time uh running a kickstarter campaign yes definitely yeah okay how about is this your first like kind of product that you're trying to bring to market i had one pizza oven before uh, that i brought out uh, two years ago mm-hmm. and it was another it was a, a small pizza oven as well and it was a pizza oven that you could could build yourself so I was I, I made uh, parts from concrete, and then the customer could buy his own bricks and then uh, construct the, the pizza oven himself. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So you know, you mentioned a lot that food is a, obviously a, 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 important for you. Where does food kind of fit into your whole you know life equation here? I mean, uh, you know, why are you building you know uh, products around food? Um. I think like I've always loved to eat good food, but uh, um, yeah, there was something that was always there. And then uh, when I uh, went to the school where I can I could design stuff and make stuff, it was like a very logical step to 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 make and design things around food. You know that so there was like two things that I loved to do that I could combine, and that was like for me it's really a golden combination, and I'm planning to do continue with this combination for a long time mm-hmm. that, that, that's awesome did you ever work in a food industry or do you cook yourself um outside but besides the pizzas obviously but do, yeah, yeah. Do, do you like cooking yeah i love to cook and um but it was not always that i love to cook because you know, when i was younger it was just my parents cooking and then mm-hmm. uh at, at the moment that i uh, started living on my own like in my student period time uh, at the beginning, I wasn't eating that well. You know, I was eating a lot of uh, shitty food, actually fast yeah. food, and you know, just dr- drinking a lot of beers and not living healthy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh. <laughs> was also nice, but at, at a right, certain right. point, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I wanted to make a change, and then I started cooking every day for myself. And then, yeah. I actually, for me, cooking was new. I, I knew how to eat, but I didn't know how to cook. And then. Uh, I discovered that I really liked to cook. It was almost like a little bit of uh, meditation. So mm-hmm. then, so from then, from starting from uh, there, I w- now I'm cooking every day. And I never, never have written a cooking book or never watch how to make things. It's, it's always, I just just try to do something new every night. And sometimes it's really good, and sometimes not that good. But right, right. I like to but you got to eat tomorrow, right? Hey, I got to eat again. <laughs> <laughs> so do you find? I think this is kind of this is what's in my head here because you design stuff and you went to a design school. Do you see correlations between designing a product and cooking? Are there some of the same routines or rituals behind both yeah. both yeah. things? Yeah, I think they're both um, about creating something. And for me, this is some uh, you know sometimes they have it about the flow. You know, you get into the flow. I have the same feeling with both of these things that you you have ingredients so if when you're making something it can be pieces of wood or pieces of metal and when you're making food it can be it's are different ingredients and you're creating something out of something basic you know so right and for me that is something that i really uh yeah it's really peaceful just i just can think about the what i'm making and it's yeah that's for for me that's almost the same thing that's cool so with with this oven how long has it taken you to get to this point? How long have you been working on this version of uh, of the pizza oven? This oven is actually really fast. I've done 
the whole Kickstarter and the design and uh, getting it ready for manufacturing in a little more than four months. Wow. Months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow. That's But that's I had cool. it in my head for a long time, you know. So right, I, have, right. I had a three D in my head. I could see every angle. I just had to I just had to make it. So yeah. That's cool. So what's been the biggest roadblock or pivot that you that you've had to do over the last five months with this? Was there anything that you just couldn't do that you wanted to do? Um you mean in the design or in the whole Kickstarter process? It, you know, really the, the, the design everything. Just is there something that you just couldn't do that that, that frustrated you? Um, I think I managed to do everything, uh, except for, you know, when I, when I look at my Kickstarter right now, I think I could have got a lot more out of it if I had a bigger budget for, um, promotions. Mm, right. Right. Yeah. Because okay. I, you know, in the beginning, I, I think I did everything that I wanted to do. I, I did everything with just me and the uh, the girl that's working two days for me, and we did everything. You know, we did the video ourselves, we did the uh, the pre campaign, the getting the Instagram, getting a lot of followers. Um, I think that I think I'm very proud of everything we did. And now it's just, I think we you know we could have a lot more uh, sell a lot more ovens if we had like I don't know ten or twenty thousand for uh, promotions. Sure, sure. And kind of the flip side of that question might be something along the lines of, you know, what was the moment where it all did come together? Even though it was in your head, you know, did you, is there like a first prototype that just, it all worked or, or was there just a moment that you just knew you had something? Wait, 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 sorry, you're, you're falling away. Wait, wait, can you say something again? Yeah, so what oh, I was yeah. wondering is, yeah, 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 I was just wondering if there, if there was a moment where this all came together that you just knew you had something that was worthy to go to Kickstarter or, you know, to, to really spend a lot of time on. Oh, um, yeah, I knew it. I knew it, uh, straight away that I wanted to do this on Kickstarter when I, I was thinking, you know, I was designing the oven in my head and then I was immediately, I was thinking I wanted to do this on a Kickstarter because my, the oven I did before this, uh, uh, I sold, uh, through shops and um you know every time i sold a few ovens i got some money in and then i could make a few more ovens so for me it would be for me the kickstarter was a great solution you know to get uh, get the money up front and then you have the money to produce so that's why i knew i had to wanted to do the kickstarter that's cool that's cool well let's flip over to the kickstarter right now and talk a little bit about that so, you know, with this being your first one, was there a marketing strategy, strategy though, that you did use before you launched the campaign? Yeah, the only, the marketing strategy that we had was um, uh, just try to get a following on uh, Instagram. Okay. And, uh, and, and you know, uh, showing them nice pictures and, and, and uh, sh- showing them what I'm, what I'm doing and, and uh, what will be on the Kickstarter. That's basically the, the only thing I did. Uh, did, did you uh, do anything with? Like, did you have an email address from your previous purchases or anything like that? Oh yeah, I had an email list uh, of about eventually of about thousand uh, people. Yeah. Oh okay, and, and 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 have those been converting? Have those been have those co- those guys come back for for version two point oh? Yeah, yeah, a few did. Uh, but there were not only people, the, the thousand emails, there were not all, uh, buyers. There were people, uh, because I also did a few pop-up restaurants. 
Oh, okay. uh, with pizza ovens and then I had a mailing list and that's also how I uh, collected uh, the emails that's cool. and that's cool. uh, from those emails actually uh, uh, I think yeah like almost all my sales are coming from that email list and from the uh, Instagram following nice nice yeah. so what, what was the now was there any sort of moment with just the Kickstarter cam- campaign itself that, that you were struggling with was there something that you know, I don't know, the video or, or, or where did you guys like focus your energy and time on the Kickstarter to? Uh, yeah, we put a lot of time and effort into the video and there were, uh, like there was one day that we did the whole shooting day with the uh, wrong settings on the camera <laughs> and, and I like, uh, I do, I do everything really on a low budget, but for this day I invested quite a bit of money and I got all the, all my friends to come and I had all the beers for everybody and pizza and uh, you know, we did the whole day filming, and then uh, after that, we discovered we had the wrong settings, and we, you know, we could throw away like ninety-eight percent of all the footage. Uh. So that was, yeah, that was really depressing. <laughs> <laughs> and I hired an um, expensive camera, but yeah, f- uh, that's uh, a learning <laughs> moment, you know. <laughs> so what? What's been? Or have you kind of created a routine during the campaign with updates and, and responding to comments? Do you have a routine that you're kind of doing right now to, to maintain your campaign? Yeah, we're trying to, uh, we try to comment uh, as fast as possible if people, have, uh, if people want to talk to us. Uh, and um, about the updates, I'm doing that one time uh, a week. Mm-hmm. That was my plan, at least. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but to be honest, you know, I've been working so hard towards the moment of the launch that now I'm a little bit you know and I had a really clear vision of everything that I had to do and then at the moment that you launched it was going it was going like a rocket I reached the goal in uh, 19 minutes uh, so that was you know it was going really hard and now I'm a little bit like okay <laughs> I just <laughs> I'm just doing what I feel like I have to doing but there's not a really a clear vision behind it you know like right when you say how many updates do you do, I do one a week, and I, I'm not sure if that's enough or le- not enough. So yeah, mm-hmm. oh. gotcha. Well, wh- where do you see? I guess in general, where do you see your company scaling to? Like, what, what's the the big the big goal for you? Uh, like eventually, I want to get uh, really big and really do a lot of uh, products. No, not maybe not really big, but really, you know stands for quality and and um yeah maybe i do want to get big but then yeah <laughs> sorry well like, yes. like do you envi- are you envisioning just kind of keep going down this um kind of i wouldn't call it a it's not really a portable oven but an oven that you can build you know uh, so is there is that where you're seeing yourself going is continuing to develop more and more along these lines yes i really want to my brand stetler made i really wanted to be focused about uh fire and food Mm-hmm. And, and 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 like being outdoors and being a maker you know so making uh, it's not only about the um, the oven i sell i also wanted to do all these tutorials and teach people how to how to make dough how to make a fire how to make uh tomato sauce um so really yeah i want to i want people to to be a maker be a creator i want to like i told you before that's for me really my passion and i want to share that passion with uh, the people that buy my product. So it's not like you buy a product and then it's end of the story. Then right. it's the beginning of the story. You know, you go to my website and there's a pizza dough calculator. So you can type in like, I want six pizzas with a diameter of 30 centimeters. You press enter and you have all your ingredients there. 
that kind of cool. stuff I want to do. And then every year I wanted to bring new um, products to market. So I'm for the next year I'm thinking about a little bread oven or a smoke oven, something along those lines. That's cool. So for you to achieve these goals, you know, is there a strategy that you use or, you know, a, 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 I don't know, a technique or tool or you know, how do you achieve these goals that you, that you have? Mm, I think it's just one goal at a time, you know, so uh, one goal at a time and then work really hard for it. So, so this was now a goal and then, and then, you know, when this is done, I'm going to start, you know, I, it's not done because, you know, I want to, it's going to continue. Of course, people are going to hopefully uh, continue to uh, buy uh, the outdoor ovens, mm -hmm. but then I have a little bit more space in my head to, to design a new project. And then probably I will do that on a on a Kickstarter again. So so you would you you would go back to Kickstarter again? You've had a good experience with it. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's uh, I think it's cool because you really it it really um, forces you to think about every little detail of the company. You know, you have to do everything right before you launch, and then. Um, yeah, so so it really fo it, it, it forces you to do to to think about everything and to make a really complete uh, company and to, to yeah. That's right. So this may be an odd question, considering that you've you know you have a very successful campaign going on right now. If you were to start your Kickstarter campaign today, would there be anything that you do differently? Mm, maybe I would have spent more time in uh, reaching out to the press. Okay. Yeah, okay. because I, d I didn't do that enough, uh, and and uh, I think it's a uh, a time of a process that that you really need to invest time and effort in uh, to building up a relationship with uh, uh, people from the press. And I didn't do that as much because I mm -hmm. was too busy and I didn't. Um, it was not high enough on my list. But for the next time, that, that should be something that for me that should be more important. Uh, where are you seeing your your backers coming from? Are they coming from the Netherlands? Or are they coming from the United States? Yeah, can you, I think can you tell? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the most are from the Netherlands and the United States. Yeah. So I think that I think the United States because Kickstarter is from there, and also there's uh, on the Instagram there's a lot of people from America. Actually, most people are from America that follow me on Instagram. And uh, but I also had a few people like from Taiwan and uh, Germany, uh, New Zealand, even. So that's really that's really cool. That's cool. And, and if you were talking to somebody who's getting ready to do their first Kickstarter campaign, would you have any advice for them? Uh, oh, I have to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, of course you have to have a good product. Mm-hmm. How about how about design? Because you know how do you approach like design and, and how would you give advice for somebody who's, you know, you know, maybe has an idea in their mind, but you know, needs to lay out all the parts. I mean, you've done a great job of making this thing easy to build. It can ship, um, you know, it, 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 you know, there's a lot of great things you've done with this pizza oven. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think the, the, yeah. So you have to have a good product and the price has to be right. Because uh, I, I actually noticed that a lot of people didn't know what Kickstarter was. A lot of people that, that wanted to buy my oven, you know. So, um, 
they they don't see they don't they don't see that you're that they're backing you. They're just they they just see it as they're gonna buy your product. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have to make sure that your product is really good and the price is right. And then people, you know, they're they're easier to convert to, to buyers. Right, right, right. And um, yeah, your video of, sco- of course has to be good. The sound has to be good. Um, yeah, I think the the video is most important. So, so what do you see happening over the next twenty some days? You know, you're in the middle of the campaign. You've you obviously you hit your goal and crushed it. But yeah. what's kind of where is your mind right now for you and your other um, you know coworker that you that you brought yeah. out for a couple of days a week? What, where do you guys like? What's the feeling like? What's the strategy now? Yeah, yeah. So the first few days were really. Um, euphoric you know it was like amazing that uh, it was going so fast and then uh, we had a, like a big peak it was going fast 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 and then it slowed down and now it's like uh, the pledges are dripping in mm-hmm. and then uh then you're the first thing i was thinking okay i need to continue i need to go fast and i need to make uh, more money you know because uh yeah that was automatic response and then if you think a little bit more about it i was like um, no, I think I'd rather not go pump it up and get all that money. I think I'm rather now for my first Kickstarter, I'm just going to make sure that I do everything right and that the people that are backing me now, that they will get like the the best service I can give, you know, that they will all have right. their product on time. Even maybe I will try to give it a little bit more early. You know, I really um, uh, want to give them the quality that, that they're hoping for or maybe not even hoping for, but, you know, I just want to give the best uh, experience for them as possible and i think that should be you know that's a good start of your company instead of boosting everything up now with uh, marketing and promotion and then uh not be able to deliver on time because that's also a thing i I deliver very fast i'm planning on uh, delivering straight after the kickstarter so the day i saw that yeah so that's yeah yeah, that's that's awesome (laughs) It also makes life a bit more difficult for myself, but I think I can uh, manage to do that. That's cool. That's cool. So, are you, uh, do you have a favorite book that you're reading right now? No. Okay. <laughs> all right. It's all Kickstarter time. I'm really dyslexic, so <laughs> I don't read that much. <laughs> all right. All right. How about how about like a uh, a TV show or a podcast you might be listening to or anything like that? Um. I never listen to podcasts, to be honest. Well, uh, besides besides mine, right? I know you listen to mine yeah. all the time. Besides that, yours, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Uh, wait, uh, series? No, I don't actually watch anything right now. I'm just uh, working a lot, and if I have some free time, I will drink a beer with my friends. What what, uh, what kind of what's what's the favorite beer? Ooh, um, Straffa Hendrik. It's what kind Belgian. is that? It's a Belgian beer. It's a strong one. <laughs> okay. Is that like a weed or a, like a Pilsner, an so, ale? It, no, it's, it's a blonde, uh, blonde beer. Okay. But it's, uh, it's a, it doesn't have a blonde taste, so it's a little bit more heavy. And uh, yeah, I think it's really nice. Nice, nice. Uh, how about, um, do you have a favorite like, tool you might be using? Favorite tool? Yeah, like for online. Is there you know, uh, Buffer or a project uh, management tool, anything like that? Uh, to be honest, I'm not that pro. You know, I think that's the thing that I can still learn a little bit more with with uh, uh, all those tools. I don't, I actually don't use. I I had uh, buffer, but you know, it, 
it was too I didn't get into it too much, so now I do everything by hand. But that's something that I need to be get better in in the future. Okay, all right. So, you know, for you personally, outside of the business, um, I think you're, you know, you're relatively young. Where do you see yourself in the next 10 years? Like just even outside of the business stuff, just w- w- what's kind of your life goals right now? Outside of the business? Yeah. Um, yeah. To be honest, I'm, uh, I think a lot, about, a lot about my business and not so much about where I'm at, at uh, outside of the business. But uh, yeah, I hope to be happy and healthy and have a lot of uh, great food and a nice wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, good luck on the nice wife thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they can trick you too. You have to watch out for that. And one that cooks for me as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Uh, so where can people find out uh, outside of the Kickstarter? Where can people um, find out about your, you, your website, your social media? Where, where can people find you? Yeah, they can find me on um, Instagram, Stettlermate, Instagram. And you, my, you want, let's spell that real quick. It's, yeah, uh, I'm really bad at spelling. So, so S-D-A-A. A D L E R and then uh, slash for how do you say that? Some space in between and then M uh, E. Well, how do you say it? ah? Well, I don't know how to say it in English. So you spell it out. You know how it's <laughs> yeah. So Stadler made is it Stadler yeah, made? Stadler made. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So they can. That's on Instagram. Is there a website too? Is it Stadler made? At- Stadlermade.com and uh, the website is launching next week and uh, it's going to be cool because there's going to be a. Uh, I'm working out. I'm working all the tutorials on the website, and there's also going to be the pizza dough calculator, so you can calculate uh, your ingredients for your pizza. Awesome, awesome. That would be helpful. We make uh, we make homemade pizzas here quite a bit for me and my kids nice. and the family, and uh, we just throw it in the oven, the, yeah. the old traditional oven. I, you know, <laughs> but nice. but we make a, we'll make a whole bunch of dough and then just freeze it and. But there's a difference between after you freeze your dough, it's not as good. You got to make it fresh and just go with it. That's, yeah, 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 we yeah. learned that. We learned that. Well, that's cool. Well, Peter, I, I appreciate you taking some time out of your busy, uh, busy schedule to, uh, to tell my listeners about your campaign. Uh, you got a really awesome product going on here. Um, I, 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 I wish you a lot of success and, uh, and, and good luck in the future. Thanks so much. Okay. Thanks, man. Good luck, too. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks. Cool. All right, how about that conversation with Peter? A lot of great stuff there, man. I kind of wish I lived where you live. You know, it sounds nice. Pizza's outside. I don't know. So, the um, song we're listening to is a song called Can't Keep Holding You. It was never released. It was on the Sugar Roses collection. It features Lulu Doll on vocals. Uh, and it's a song that we wrote back in the day. And uh, I'm now sharing it for you. You know, it's on the podcast. So hope you guys enjoy it. Have a great uh, couple days, and we'll talk to you all on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. I told you things that you want to hear. I made you ask, where do we go from here? I take your breath away and give you life again. Yeah, your world starts spinning every time I'm near. The scene around you slowly disappears. It's morning.
Starts. Starts. 